All right, we are back with Controlled Chaos, Episode 2, Host Meet. With us today, we have Adam Steele of Pinnacle Strength and Performance. How's the performance? I look at time. Then, of course, we have Clay on my side. What's going on, guys? So, just to kind of get into it, Adam, why don't you talk about your company, why do you name it, what you name it, and what you kind of do. Yeah, so... Uh, my wife and I own Pinnacle Health and Performance, um, and I've been in the industry for a number of years now, but, um, you know, essentially got tired of answering to people whose only focus was making money um, to the point where patient care became, you know, it took a backseat to everything else. And that's, I have the opposite philosophy when it comes to doing things. You know, I, I think you take really good care of patients and um everything else worked out so we decided to branch off and do our own thing and um been open for a little over two years now and um you know just pinnacle meaning you know the top of optimization human performance um just maximizing and enjoying life as much as you can i like it so when you're out in public wouldn't do you normally like tell people like if you're wearing like you know pinnacle health gear and stuff and they ask oh what's pinnacle health like what's your what's like your go-to to tell people like what is it what it is yeah i tell people we own a telemedicine clinic that specializes in hormone replacement therapy growth hormone therapy peptide therapy weight loss sexual health hair loss um, and injury prevention and recovery those are all the the big areas that we hit okay. you know what's crazy when i wear your stuff and someone approaches me I literally just say they make you feel like you and they basically will go through all of your testing to make sure that you are able to get back to yourself. Yeah. Right. So when, uh, what's their like go to as far as like, how do they normally like perceive what you're saying to them as like, what is it? Drugs. Like, yeah. Like what's their answer? It's like, Oh, so you sell drugs. It, Honestly, it depends on who it is, or at least the demographic that's asking. Yeah. Um, the younger demographic asks, you know, about legal steroids, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, the older demographic has no idea what I'm talking about. Um, we get a lot of, when I mentioned weight loss, we get a lot of questions about uh, Ozempic or Wagovi or, you know, the, the GLP-1 agonists that are so popular for weight loss right now. Um I get people that, do you do Ozempic? Yeah, we do some glutide. It's a generic version of it. Um, so that's that's one of the biggest questions we get just because it's so incredibly popular and, and widespread these days. Is there even a such thing as a legal steroid? Because I remember we talked about this before, like off camera, that there is like for testing or researching purposes only, but people are still just taking it. Yeah, so, well, the question I get asked all the time is, you know, is testosterone a steroid? And it's kind of a difficult question to answer because, it, you know, it, it, it kind of breaks into several parts. Uh, obviously, testosterone is considered a steroid hormone. Um, generally, when most people are talking about, quote unquote, steroids, they're talking about either other compounds or um, taking much higher doses of testosterone than, you know, we normally use for hormone replacement therapy purposes. So like the sun ones like Anabard, Trimbalone, and all of those, D-Ball. Yeah. Um, so we we work with testosterone, um, Nandrolone, which 
more commonly known as DECA. Uh, we use that for uh, joint pain, joint lubrication a lot. Um, and then oxyandrolone Anivar is uh, very, very popular for um, lean muscle mass. And uh, because of its effects on the cortisol cascade, it's a pretty good fat burner as well. <clears throat> so, but, you know, we talk about, we hear like SARMs, you know, people ask about SARMs and the, the way SARMs were originally marketed were, you know, they're, they're the benefits of steroids without the side effects or without the shutdown. And it's completely untrue. I've read so many people, you know, blood work from so many patients that have been taking SARMs and like, I just don't feel right anymore. And they're completely shut down. Their testosterone levels have disappeared because, you know, you're messing with your androgen receptors. The SARMs will absolutely shut you down and lower your natural testosterone production. Um, so that's that's a big one that we, we get questions about um, or at least have to play cleanup with because, again, because of how they were marketed originally and still are to a certain extent. Um, you get people that come to you that have been taking these things and they were told they, you know, it wouldn't affect their natural testosterone production, but they're completely shut down and we have to get them, you know, back to being them, like you said. Mm -hmm. Sad. First time I heard about SARMs was probably high school. Um, other than that, I don't think we ever really talked about steroids, even in health class. I mean, going to college, I mean, we danced around certain things, but they also know that you're going to be getting tested. So as a student athlete, you can't mess with hardly anything. Even most pre-workouts, they told us to stay away from. I think thinking about it, like growing up in high school, I would think that uh, like our health teachers, they were kind of, they felt like it was touchy and they didn't really want to. <laughs> Where is that? Wait, is that our music? Wow. Is that a mattress store? It is. <laughs> Crazy. Nick, will they hear this on the podcast? It's thumping in my headphones, man. If you can hear it, that has to be wild. That's crazy. All of us are nodding to the beat. Yeah. No, I no, I was literally like, as I was getting my question going, I'm like, oh, what is this? Well, so I thought someone was tapping. Like, that's what it sounded like because Ryan taps everything. You know, he has. You had the ADHD. Yeah. You tapping. Yeah. Well, oh, what I was saying is, uh, I think in high school, how would, do you feel that uh, they didn't want to have those conversations with us? Like, really want to touch on steroids because they felt that if we were to gain too much information at the time, then they would they would think that we would just go right into it at, at I mean, that much of a young age? Or My high just... school stuff, they banned C4, the pre-workout. They said that there was like steroids in that. I, I do. They banned I, creatine for a while. Yeah, I thought creatine legitimately was part of a steroid for a while. They banned creatine. I swear. So I was never and like in high school, I just I just kind of just did whatever like workouts I did for sports or whatever. So I was never really like looking into Same. workout or anything like that. So I didn't. Wow, creatine was that's crazy. Yeah, like they would do the drug test um, for of course like marijuana or something, but like. They would always be like, oh, well, if you take creatine, it's going to pop too. And it's like, well, what the hell is creatine? <laughs> That's crazy. Hmm. But I, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. Because you can't you can't discuss something like that and not, you know, the first question people are going to ask is, what happens if you take them? You can't 
not mention the increase in muscle mass and athletic performance right. or anything like that. And yeah, you can go through all the downsides and the dangers of it, but you know, a bunch of teenagers, yeah. they're going to hear increased muscle mass and athletic performance and then, you know, selectively not hear the rest of that, the dangers and drawback. Yeah. No matter what, as a kid, when you first like, when you first hear steroids, you, you it's illegal. You, you learn that it's illegal and that you learn, you, you're taught that it's illegal and that you're taught that it's bad for you and that it's just, it's a no, no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, that's, that's how I saw it growing up. When you first hear steroids growing up, I mean, you're looking at like Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like the big action heroes, like, oh, that's how they got that big. Yeah. That's, that's about it. But I think Barry Bonds, I guess it just depends on like who was teaching it to you. Because again, for me growing up, like I was taught that like, uh, the rest of the world and all of them that yeah they were on like first they were on steroids but that was, that's the first thing that you learned that they were on steroids so it's like they're putting the spell so that they were that they were on steroids and then you talk about their accomplishments but you have to start off you have to start off with by saying that these people these talented and famous people are on steroids and that's how it's like you're taught that they were on steroids and that's how they got all their accomplishments I mean that's just how it is now um like you said, with the mainstream of it is you hop on TikTok, you're seeing a kid who's 17 pulling 800 pounds. And he's like, yeah, I'm on trend. And it's like, well, I don't, I don't even know where to buy trend. Right. You just go on Google. There you go. There's the rabbit hole. But I think times, but now I'm saying, I think times are different now because it's just so, it's just so much out there now that it's just, it's like the go-to to where it's like, okay, they're on trend. Dang. Okay. Dang. I w- it's like kind of like, dang, I wish I was on trend. Think about it. There's a whole influencer brothers called the trend twins who i just started watching i, I love them they're so they're see, see there you go i, <laughs> I yeah i'm agree with I, i'm talking about i'm talking about like with me growing up now like it's completely different now because i'm not the best educated on everything but just from learning and just from seeing just how everything is now i understand i understand it because it's a i've learned that it's a safe it's a safe way to do it and it's a smart way to go about it I mean, what's what are some negatives to trend, and then are there any positives to trend? I feel like there's nothing but negatives. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of red flags and negatives. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. You know, the benefits obviously. So they each each androgen or anabolic steroid has a anabolic and androgenic rating. Uh, anabolic meaning tissue building, androgenic meaning causing uh, male characteristics, um, and testosterone is the benchmark. So it's a hundred on both scales. Um, trend is 500 on both scales. So it's five times as anabolic and five times as androgenic as testosterone. Um, but I mean, you can go through the gamut of potential side effects from, I mean, you can literally start lactating as a guy. The 19 nor derivatives, um, like trend and, and nasal can in high doses can cause, um, your prolactin levels to skyrocket and you can literally start lactating as a guy but you know then you're talking about trend cough night sweats aggression and anger issues it's a trend cough uh it's a common side effect when someone injects trend you can <clears throat> they don't really know what causes it they think it's a, a something to do with your prostaglandins but um immediately you feel like your lungs are being filled with concrete like you'll cough for 20 minutes it's it's a horrible experience 
Jeez. Why would anyone do this? <laughs> That's <a thousand> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's it's a whole lot of red flags and, and negative negatives. I mean, and it, honestly, trend is it's it's so anabolic, but at the same time, it will destroy your heart, it will destroy your cholesterol, it will destroy all these different things, and it's just you know you're you're in a lot of ways you're giving up longevity and your overall health for you know a, a temporary gain of performance or size or whatever you're you're going for so so like a uh, a compound with like anavar that's mainly the benefits mainly benefit women is that still on the same scale no oxangeline we use we actually use quite a bit both in males and females um lean muscle mass um in females we noticed that uh there's a lot of females that were like even with females that have low testosterone levels um they respond better to low dose oxygen than they do like a testosterone cream um but in you know in guys you get an increase in muscle mass the other the other big area that we use oxygen um is people that have super high shbg levels sex hormone binding globulin. So if someone has super high SHBG, they're going to have a much lower percentage of free testosterone. Like I, I've literally seen blood work where, you know, somebody may have a total testosterone level of, of eight or 900, but because their SHBG levels are so high, their free test is six or seven. And, you know, their, they, their free test is in the drain because their SHBG is too high. So SHBG is a carrier protein that binds to testosterone, estradiol, and DHT and makes them unavailable for use. Mm -hmm. And so one of the byproducts, I don't want to say side effects of Anavar, but um, one of the effects it has is it will greatly lower your SHBG levels. And so we can use it <clears throat> in males that have high SHBG levels in order to free up some more testosterone. Because like I said, the, I, I see guys that have really good total testosterone levels, but if they're, you know, if your free test is in the toilet, it doesn't matter what your total level is. Hmm. So, Well, since we're already talking about blood work, let's talk about mine since I just had that done. Dog shit. I mean, some background. I felt, I, I told Adam a while back that in college I felt basically godlike i'm i'm running miles and miles a day i could do sprints i'm lifting weights i damn near had abs i'm 230 pounds as a linebacker come to richmond that shit just free falls yeah blame it on richmond it's the cesspool <laughs> <laughs> in the mountains where i'm from that was good air but anyway uh in the, you're not lying about that okay. i mean you you can talk about this better, Adam, since you uh, explained it to me. Just kind of some of the things you noticed in my lab work. Yeah, um, I mean there was a lot of lot of things to be happy about. Hold on, hold on. What was the first thing that you texted Sean? Oh, his testosterone level was crap. <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> I'm still stronger than most men to find out there. <laughs> Yeah, I I said that. I said it makes it makes your success even more impressive. Yeah. Total testosterone of two thirty three. I mean, that's that's low by anybody's standards. You know, a lot of times a lot of the cases that we deal with are guys that are, you know, in the upper three hundred, lower four hundred, sometimes even five hundred range. Um you know, I, I think that the textbook definition of low testosterone is three hundred nanograms per deciliter or below. 
but guys are symptomatic of low T way before they get to that point. Yeah. You know, a lot of doctors will treat it as this black and white line. Like, hey, if you're at 301, you're good. But as soon as you hit 300, you're in trouble. Obviously, it's not like that. It's a gradual decline over time. And you also have to remember it matters uh, what your testosterone levels were earlier in life. You know, when you were 18 in your early 20s, your total testosterone was, you know, sitting right around 1,000. And all of a sudden, down you're, you know, in the 400s, you feel like crap. Versus somebody that's been at 600 or 650, 700 their whole life, they get to 400 and it's not as much of a change for them. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, 233 is low by any, anyone's standing. So outside of that. You're saying good things, Clay. You're, uh, you know, you had a lot of good things. You're. SHBG levels were low, which means you have a higher percentage of free testosterone. Um, your IGF-1 was good. So IGF-1, insulin-like growth factor 1, is our benchmark for growth hormone. So growth hormone is something you won't really ever see on a blood test. Uh, your body releases it in these sharp pulses throughout the day. If you don't physically draw somebody's blood during a pulse, it comes back as zero. IGF-1 is directly correlated and stays consistent over time. So that's our gauge as far as growth hormone levels go. So if someone has good growth hormone levels, generally their IGF-1 is going to be pretty good. If their IGF-1 is crap, their growth hormone is usually crap too. Um, so your levels are pretty good there. Um, you had a pretty good cholesterol panel too. I mean, your total cholesterol was 170. Triglycerides were 85. So in total, we try to keep below 200. And triglycerides, we try to keep below 150. So those numbers looked uh, looked pretty good. Your vitamin D was god-awful. But yep. I, I I told you, 98% of all new clients that we talk to have horrible, horrible vitamin D levels. Don't don't make no fucking jokes. See what they're smirking. Wait till like, you might get your labs done. <laughs> I promise you, I'm not as cooked as you. <laughs> you shouldn't find out. You know, we just started. We so Jordan and I have been bullying Sean to actually start tracking, just basically just tracking his macros, actually eating enough throughout the day, because I started I, being with Sean every day for like from basically 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. most days throughout the week. You start to pay attention to things, and I'm like. It starts to get to the point where I'm like, Sean really don't be eating like that. So, so I tell you not throughout the days he has these days where he, I swear he, I'll watch. I know for a fact he only eats one meal throughout the day because someday I, it would be the days where you deadlift. You would, I think those days when you would deadlift, you would order first watch in the morning, and it would be like a stack of pancakes, right? <laughs> yeah, it would be a stack of those pancakes, and then you i would not see you eat anything else for the rest of the day yeah and then so it's an, another thing that he does i don't know i forget which day this is but he won't he won't eat breakfast but it will be lunch and he will get two packets of white rice that he gets from what's it costco yep yeah the big thing is two packets of rice from costco and then he orders uh, what is it? Three twelve counts. Of three twelve. Three twelve counts of the grilled nuggets, and he puts it in the bowl and he eats that. 
The macro smack. And that that okay, but that's his only meal for the day. No, he no. doesn't eat anything else. No, no, no. So Jordan bullied me into just finding out what I needed to eat and everything. Mm-hmm. And since then, I have been eating way better. You have. I'm talking. Yeah, you have. I will I say that. Do have a meal every single day, like breakfast. Is a little no, no. But like, no, I know. I'm just saying, always happen. No, but I'm just. I'm just saying. Before, like, I would start to actually pick up and look and just watch. I'm like, you know, they always calling me a fat ass because you know, I, I be I pack my I pack my breakfast, I pack my lunch, and I pack my snacks because I'm I'm here all day. And I know I got to eat throughout the day. But one, at least I'm getting my meals in. But you. You're horrible. Also, you know what else he does? He does his stupid shit. This is what he does, too. Instead of on being on the way here and just picking up first watch, you know what he does? He's on his way here. He's Uber eat. He Uber eats his first watch food and gets it delivered here to where it can be as soon as he walks in and like five minutes in is getting delivered. So, Sean... It's complete it, it, it the direction people. from the gym, and it is perfect timing. It takes them twenty minutes to make them. Do you, do you realize you could after I drop past them off you in could, the morning? But you could say you you could save at least probably fifteen. You could probably save at least like fifteen dollars if you just decide to just pick it up. So on the way here, or an Uber Eats reward member, I don't pay for delivery. I pay that yearly subscription, and I'm covered for the year. You know what I do? I tip nice. You know, I, I keep people in work. You know what? I'm broke. That's all I hear. <laughs> no, it's not. You guys see him for your fucking media packages. That's like God. Like, that just that's just my that's just mind blowing to me. Because you you do this with you literally do this with everything. Instead so of just because me, if I'm getting like cover, if I'm getting something, not so that I never want to do Uber Eats or anything like. I want to keep I working. Go up there. I never want to stop what I'm doing because then it's like, well, I have to restart the task. Okay. Yeah, I don't feel that way. I'll leave y'all in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> if it's some kava, yeah, I'm gone. No, nah, I want to keep working, finish whatever task I'm on. So I'll definitely get something delivered. In that meantime, I'll just do what I need to do. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, Sean, he didn't eat for shit at the beginning. But now he's he's on, he's on the shit. I'm bullying with his children. How many excess calories he has stored in them calves? <laughs> yeah. Like... Oh, like, yeah. It's like a cornmeal just yeah. up and just falls out. Yeah. Go over the negatives now. <laughs> well, I talked about your vitamin D being terrible. Um, yeah, so your, I mean, your testosterone level was low. Your DHEA was low. <clears throat> How low can you go? <laughs> For the most part, you know, your, I mean, your fasting glucose and blood sugar was good. That's important. Your kidney markers were pretty good. Your liver markers were all spot on. Um, now your HDL was 37, which we try to keep above 40, and that's mostly affected by cardiovascular activity. So you're saying I need to do cardio? <laughs> yeah. Do, something- do you know what kind of gym you're in right now? <laughs> I do. Do you know what sport this is? What platform we were on? How long it took us to get those little ass equipment over there? Remember, it's bitching for <laughs> ten months with that. And we kept telling them, y'all don't need cardio. Remember, <laughs> wrong by science once again. Yep. Outside of that, your levels look pretty good. But yeah, the the two thirty three total testosterone makes everything you're doing even more impressive. So, what would be the steps to correct this? 
So you and I talked about this a little bit because of your powerlifting and competing. And so one of the products that we love using is Encolbifene, which can greatly raise natural testosterone levels. It's one of my favorite medications. Um, people like it, one, because it's not an injection. And so many people are, you know, they get, they're so scared of needles and it's like, it's really not that bad. But Encolbifene is a once a day capsule. But it's a, it's a really cool medication. It's a selective estrogen receptor modulator. And it basically what it does is that you have estrogen receptors in your brain, in your hypothalamus, that monitor the amount of circulating estrogen in your system. And basically, it, in, in a way, adjusts the quote-unquote thermostat as far as your hormone production. And so, clomiphene will bind to those estrogen receptors and blind them, kind of like putting a lens cap on a camera. Mm-hmm. your body's response, it, it freaks out. It's like, where did all the estrogen go? Mm-hmm. It needs to make more. Well, your body makes estradiol from testosterone. And so your hypothalamus sends a message to your pituitary to turn up the volume on LH and FSH, which signals your testicles to produce more testosterone and more sperm. And so you're basically tricking your body into producing more testosterone naturally, which is great because you're not, subjecting yourself to the shutdown that you would normally get from traditional testosterone replacement. You also don't affect your fertility levels. So that's another good thing. You know, a lot of guys that are in the thirties or, you know, even forties that still plan on having kids, you know, obviously fertility is something we have to deal with, but, um, and clomiphene a, a great medication. I actually did a lab review with a client this past week who back in March, his total testosterone was like low 500s. So he was kind of in a gray area because he's not super low, but he's also not anywhere where we would consider optimal. And three months of one pill a day of the clomiphene, and his total testosterone is now above 1,200. So. Hmm. I like it. So, Sean, did you do the research on any of that? Um, or, do you, or is this your first time hearing this about what he would recommend? I mean, we talked briefly about it, but I assumed like once I actually like got more med- more of the medicine and everything, I would see the instructions and research from there. Okay, so now I would ask, so if you were to go this route, um, does that mean you would have to, you would have to go t- uh, untested, right? No, I sent him the uh, the forms for like okay. what's recommended and not recommended. I probably couldn't do use APL right. No, you cannot. Yeah, because there's because that one specifically was on the list because it's water tested and um, WRPF is a little different. Okay, might be able to skate up under because it's a four to one test ratio. Okay, but again, you're not really worried about the testosterone to be testosterone ratio because you're not putting exogenous testosterone in your body. You're just it's essentially tricking your body into producing more naturally, so it will not affect your testosterone to epitestosterone ratio at all, because your body's going to produce, you know, it's going to increase the production on both of those versus using exogenous or outside testosterone, which would alter that ratio. You're a little interested, aren't you? A little curious. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. <laughs> See the little hamster wheel going. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I want to get my done soon. I do. 
after after them doing yours, it's like, yeah, I got them. I mean, like you 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 were around me, you know, I was joking, like I have a testosterone, it's not gonna be like low or anything, but it's gonna be nice to like know if I'm like, oh, we did find out I was pre diabetic. That was part of it. So you're like the, knowing now on that, knowing that it's like you're on the line. So your hemoglobin A1C, which is a measure of blood sugar over the course of twelve weeks, was five point six. So four eight to five six is the normal ratio, the normal <laughs> area. Uh, five seven to six four is pre diabetic. Six four and above is diabetic. So you're kind of flirting with the line between normal and pre diabetic. But your fasting glucose was eighty nine, which is good. We try to keep that below a hundred. So, but your A one C measures blood sugar over the course of twelve weeks or so. Yeah, but the goal with this was not to like oh, I'm gonna get some free drugs. Yeah, I'm gonna go the untested route and really just start going way around. <laughs> right. But like, it is it's gonna be nice to like actually feel good again. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize. The people that are in the two and three hundred range. You know, even the ones like yourself, you you know, you wouldn't have guessed that you were that low. That decline happens generally over a longer period of time. It's kind of like cooking a lobster on the stove. You're supposed to put the lobster in the pot with the water and then turn the while while it's alive. Ten, yeah, then then turn the burner on. Yeah. By the time the lobster knows what's, you can't put a lobster in hot water. Right. But if you put it in the water, put it on the stove, turn it you on. Yeah. No. By yeah, the time the lobster important. realizes that it's too hot, it's too late. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm from a different background. I've never just cooked lobster before, so. <laughs> Not, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Again, from the mountains. What lobster am I going to get? <laughs> Not a whole lot of lobsters up yeah. there. But, Not uh, the ones you want to eat. Yeah, so that, that decline in testosterone happens over time, and it's it's amazing. There's a lot of people that don't realize. They're like, I, you know, I feel pretty good. They don't realize how far they've dropped until it's corrected until the suddenly their levels are at 1200 and they're like oh my god this is incredible yeah like i said like it just feels off mm-hmm. and i mean you did the episode with your friend in kansas and you mentioned like athletes and different people who had higher ones drop down and all of a sudden it's they feel just off there's a weight gain there's mood swings there's the um uh, minor hair loss. I mean, thin a little bit on top. That's why I'm wearing a hat right now. Um, the stuff like that, and I was like, you know, I mean, let's let's check it out. Why not? I've been telling Adam for like two months now. I've been meaning to get it done. So it's about it's about time. We we seem like we talk about it every week, and then you know, just waiting for it to come in. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, are you taking any like? products anything because i remember you hurt your shoulder a while back like are you still on any like recovery meds or peptides or anything like that yeah i'm actually cur- currently taking bpc 157 um actually have a i have to see the hand surgeon on tuesday i have a do which hospital uh ortho virginia uh my wife works there yeah do you know the hand surgeon's name um I'll confirm nor deny oh, if he's good or not. Uh, that's a good one, actually. I will say that. Yeah, well, he, he's a great one. I like him all. <laughs> he fixed my pinky uh, a couple months ago, and, yeah, he stuck a needle down in the joint, which, you know, usually doctors sugarcoat things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, hey, you may feel some pressure. He just looks at me and goes, yeah, this is going to suck. Like, oh, cool. But, so, yeah, he took care of my pinky. He's a good dude. He's the, I believe he's the University of Richmond. Mm-hmm. Team surgeon, yeah. 
So yeah, he works with all the athletes, for all the sports, at all the games. Yeah, but back to your question. Yeah, I was playing soccer with uh, our uh, 11-year-old's soccer team. They last half of practice, they always scrimmage, and anybody who wants to play gets to play. And I'm like, let's do this. And uh, I, you know, I played with them for a couple of weeks, but I got tripped up from behind, was running full speed, and came right down on my thumb, which has already been broken three times. So, but it's been a month now, and I still have a ton of pain in my thumb. So, yeah, I'm taking uh, BPC-157, which accelerates the, you know, regeneration of tissue, bone, muscle, tendon. Um, it's amazing the healing properties that some of these peptides have. You know, um, just over a year ago, it was June 6th of last year, I had opened rotator cuff surgery on my shoulder and you can see the big incision but um <clears throat> i had full range of motion back within a week after taking bpc 157 and tb 500 also known as thym thymus and beta 4 um the just between the tissue region and anti-inflammatory properties it, it's it's truly remarkable the difference it makes. You know, I have uh, I have a client that's a, a rugby player who has torn his ACL, I think, three or four times now. Same stuff. He just called me. He's like, hey, man, I did it again. <laughs> Send me some healing peptides. He's a regular. <laughs> well, we cut, his, we cut his healing time, his last recovery time on his ACL surgery in half from what it was previously. So, wow. Yeah, it's that's, it's amazing. It's crazy how quickly these these peptides can. So why is that not mainstream? Because it worked. Because big pharma would you know lose money. <laughs> but it's all it's always the money. But you would think like all the NFL players, uh, NBA that like they hurt themselves. You think they would be the first ones to get it, but they're still out a year. And was it Antonio Brown missed or not Antonio Brown? Um. OBJ missed the entire season due to ATL tear, and it's like, couldn't he have just gotten it? I think they're, I think they're both on the WADA ban list. I, I know one of, at least one of them is, which is interesting since you know, BPC one fifty seven is uh, derived from the body protection compound that was essentially pulled out of human stomach acid, gastric juice. Um, so a naturally occurring substance. And then TB500 is basically a synthetic fragment of thymus and beta-4, which is um, released in the body wherever there's any kind of damage that needs repair. So it helps accelerate uh, healing and, and the anti-inflammatory properties and that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I think they're on the ban list. It's ridiculous. Let's, let's ban stuff that actually helps people. Unfortunately, that's just kind of how it is, you know. And the nice thing about BPC-157 not only helps with tissue regen, but um, it can help with a number of stomach conditions, GI issues, um, like IBS, Crohn's disease, and leaky gut. Um, <clears throat> so it can, I mean, if you have digestive or GI problems, the, the BPC can, can really work wonders. So 
So could like someone go to their uh, GP and just kind of like ask about this? Like, let's say they're listening to this right now and they have one of those issues because they just go to their GP and be like, hey, I heard about this. Like most or no. Most physicians honestly don't even know what they would be talking about, unfortunately. You may get you may get you know a handful that that know what it is, but um, they're not mass produced. We get them from uh, compounding pharmacies, and they're all five hundred three A FDA accredited compounding pharmacies. But they're medications that are compounded that are patient specific um, per order, so it's uh, not something you could go to your GP and and, and just grab. Can you- I remember uh, when we when we were shooting, um, you were talking to me about uh, it was I forgot which it was this one drug that you said that um, a lot of the actors like that play superheroes that used uh, that you said was I forgot you said it was like very helpful for um, I think women and stuff, but you said it was they banned it because I forgot what you I forgot what it was called though. Uh, you said it was like it was something that like uh hmm. yes yeah, car- yeah carterine is no longer available unfortunately yeah so carterine carterine it's it's lumped in with SARMs it's not technically a SARM it's a PPAR agonist um but it was kind of the I mean it would literally increase your cardiovascular endurance like almost overnight would lower your bad cholesterol and total cholesterol and triglycerides. Um, and would it accelerate fat loss at the same time? Now, if you Google carterine, all the stuff that's going to come up is going to say, oh, it causes cancer. If you go read the studies, they gave, I think it was mice. Like, if you know, if you give them a comparable dosage, it was like 50 times the, the comparable human dosage, and they did it for like... 84 weeks or something like that, you know, like, Hey, there's a lot of shit that I could take 50 times a normal dose of right. for 84 weeks that would cause cancer or worse. I mean, you take 50 times the normal amount of aspirin, you're not going to make it a day. So one hell of a headache. Yeah. Now we do have a medication that's in the same class of compound. That's a PPAR agonist. It's tetrodecyl theoacetic acid. Um, spell it. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard enough saying <laughs> Hell no, you made that shit sound easy. I'm like, oh, nah, uh, <laughs> run it back. <laughs> I didn't know we we're having a spelling bee up here. That's gonna be next week at Chaos Lab. <laughs> Just know Ryan's the only one's gonna win that one. Fuck Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so TTA and, um, is available and we it it does do a wonderful job of lowering cholesterol and accelerating fat loss which is you know it's kind of with us win-win so that's uh yeah the uh, carterine is what we were talking about yeah we've talked about so many different products though while we're while we've been shooting it's hard to uh we talked about uh obviously the glp1 agonists some glutide and took the tide otherwise known as um, Ozempic, Wagobi, and Manjaro, yeah. which again, that's a lot of that's that's the most one of the most common things I get asked if somebody you know asks what we do. Oh, do you guys do Ozempic? 
And there's a reason for it. I mean, it's in terms of weight loss, it's unlike anything we have ever seen. Mm -hmm. I think I have probably 50 clients at this point that have lost 40 pounds or more. It's crazy. Yeah. It's remarkable. And it improves your blood sugar at the same time because it was originally developed to treat type 2 diabetics. Was it like rapidly fast over time with the weight loss or was it? It's kind of a. Based on their lifestyle, maybe? Lifestyle, obviously. But here's the thing. In a lot of ways, it forces you to make lifestyle changes. If you eat a bunch of sugar or something that's real greasy or drink too much alcohol, you will feel miserable. Mm. And you're like, yeah, I don't want to do that again. Okay. But um, it slows gastric, they slow gastric emptying, which means it's going to keep you feeling fuller longer. Um, enhances the release of insulin from the pancreas, which lowers your blood sugar, prevents the release of glucagon, which is insulin's counterpart that raises your blood sugar. Um, it, they're truly astounding medications. And then Terzepatide, the new one, on top of being a GLP-1 agonist, is a GIP agonist or glucose-dependent insulinotropic polypeptide receptor agonist. It's a mouthful. Um, and you just remembered that like it was <laughs> all the time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so one of the things it does is it resets your leptin sensitivity. And so it kind of, in a way, it changes your relationship with food. Because... Mm. Um, Resetting your leptin sensitivity kind of breaks that dopamine punishment reward cycle that we go through with food. And so, you know, a, like you said, obviously, lifestyle, exercise, all that kind of stuff makes a, you know, plays a big role in weight loss. But in a lot of ways, these medications force people to make necessary changes or else they're going to feel awful. So, those are the, that's probably the biggest outside of, you know, our bread and butter, which is hormone replacement, uh, the GLP-1 agonists are, are probably our second most popular product. So who exactly would that be, like, best suited for? Anybody trying to lose weight? <laughs> so do you work with anyone who would be, like, prepping for a show that needs, like, a special, like... I have I have a number of, of competitors um, that... <laughs> You know, a lot of them just want to keep an eye on their blood work and make sure they're, you know, obviously that uh, competing is not the, you know, healthiest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. If you're to step on a stage, you're depleted, you're, you know, it's, it's, it's not the healthiest thing in the world. So people want to make sure that they're doing the right things, um, you know, but like the, our extensive blood work that we do is a lot of a lot of the stuff that we do test for, you won't find from your GP. You won't get during a normal, you know, physical or, or evaluation. And you know, so we have, <clears throat> I have an IFBB pro that had no idea that um, thyroid function was like gone based on the T TSH level. You would assume that thyroid was working fine but um you know i have a number of competitors i have um we have a partnership with uh an awesome guy in kansas city aaron sawyer who's a natural athlete um i mean 
one of those guys that will could step on stage and win the first place and then go powerlift the next day and win that too. Um, he needs to come here. I've been, I've been telling him, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, we have a number of national athletes that just want to, you know, check to see where they're at, make sure the levels are okay. Um, you know, I have everything from competitors to people that don't exercise at all. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> So question real quick, just to sidetrack this while I'm thinking about it. When it comes to these top level athletes that you're kind of like working with, and in our sport, there is a big controversy around, um, particularly some of the federations that we're affiliated with, like USAPL, some of the top guys are always accused of being on something, not knowing what it is, but something, even though they're being water tested. Are there things that people can take or know about? and give them that very top percentage, or is it truly just natural gifted talent and genetics? I honestly don't know. With, I mean, the whole, like the whole Balco scandal with Barry Bonds and the clear, which was an oral form of trend. It was highly modified and completely undetectable until they figured out what was going on. And then obviously once you have the compound, then you can design a test for it. Um, you know, I no, I would not be surprised if there's a number of athletes in a number of professional sports that have the resources to, you know, get a hold of compounds that are specifically designed to elude testing. Hmm. Um, I can't say for sure. I have no idea. But I would not be surprised if there were at least a handful out there that are are taking something that we don't currently know about or don't have a test for is not at all mainstream. Would you say there's like a, a bracket to the level of chemical compounds you can take versus, so like, let's say how we talked about trend and Anavar earlier, there's a lot of anabolic uh, levels to it. And there's a lot of byproducts of that, right? That's probably one of the higher end. It's also probably very expensive. Is there something on the lower end that would then be classified as like, well, you're not really doing anything bad, but you're not really doing anything great. Not real. I mean, every everything that you're you're talking about, there's only a certain number of categories that it would fall under, whether it's some kind of androgen or anabolic steroid that's either a testosterone derivative or a derivative of DHT. Um, you know, or some kind of estrogen receptor modulator like in clomiphene that one of the byproducts is raising natural testosterone levels. And there's only a certain number of therapeutic targets, so to speak, is, you know, where, where you could try to improve performance. Um, but it's, I mean, there's a limited amount of categories that, that those things would fall under. So, is it easy to tell that somebody is on gear? Like, can you just look at them and just say, yeah, they're on gear? Or just something at all? Like, even if it's just like, you notice that the recovery on a normal injury could take usually six months, but and for some reason they're done in four, they're done in three. Could you be like, well, that's exactly this compound? It's kind of a case-by-case basis. There are guys that you're like, yeah, you're, you know, 
you're clearly on something. Um, you look for side effects, acne, um, just change of behavior. But no, I mean, no, you, it's it's a it's a case by case basis. There there are people absolutely like the guy I just talked about, Aaron Sawyer. Mm -hmm. I would have never believed he was natural unless I saw his blood work myself. Like he has bad impressive of, of a physique that I'm like, no way this guy's natural. And like we got his blood work done, and I'm like, shit, okay, good for you. Hmm. So, have you seen anyone in our gym that it looks like they're on something? You don't have to like describe it to say if you yes or no. I don't really pay attention. I have to pay attention now. I'm going to start. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we used to do it in the AMC. I'd be like Clay, him, him. Yeah. You know, it was definitely a couple of guys. I, well, honestly, yeah, it would be like how they look, and then also just how they act in the gym too. It's like, yeah, they're on some shit. <laughs> some people make it obvious, yeah. But honestly, when I'm working out, like my wife and I always work out together, so my focus is on her, and I don't really care about the people around me. <laughs> we can't forget about the other part of Pinnacle Strength. So, well, we talk about that as oh, well. Her role. Uh, well, I was gonna. I was going to suggest that we do something here. So I was going to say, you find an influencer and click on their picture and ask him if he thinks they're natural. And I was going to do the same thing. All right. While we're doing that, explain your wife's role and everything that you guys do. I already have somebody lined up, and I know you already know who I have lined up, so you can't pick them. Okay. You know exactly who I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my wife, my better half, is the you know, other part of, of Pinnacle, and she's, I mean, we both have always had a passion for helping people. Mm -hmm. um, she kind of keeps the train pointed in the right direction and keeps the, you know, wheels on the track, so to speak. She keeps things um, organized. I'm good at a lot of stuff. I'm good at the, the science part of thing, things, but uh, um, organization is not my forte. Ah, yeah. So she kind of she's the glue that holds everything together you know, in business and in our family. So um, she's a, a great partner to have. So how did you guys? How did you guys meet? Yeah, explain explain the love story here. <laughs> um, so she did a number of bikini competitions, mm -hmm. and uh, her coach for those was actually a former teammate of mine in college. Mm -hmm. And so that's how we met. And that was that. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you know, you know. And then how did, uh, so how did, how did Pinnacle Health and performance come together? Um, you know, like I briefly mentioned, we just, I was tired of answering to people who, whose only focus was making money to the point where they were willing to, you know, let, patient care decline mm -hmm. not to mention tired of people that push these cookie cutter one size fits all packages that you know just do the sales pitch exactly it's yeah. it's here's the difference when i have people that come to me and they'll ask me about a certain product hey what about what do you think about this if it's not going to benefit them or there's a better product out there i'm going to tell them that right i don't care you know i don't worry about money like you take really good care of people and everything falls everything else falls into place exactly 
Um, but yeah, we were just I'm tired of playing that game and decided that there was a better way to do things and took a leap of faith. And, you know, here we are two years later and truly blessed with the people we're surrounded by and the people we've met along the way. Um, so we just, the whole the common theme that you'll, you'll see, you'll hear, whether it's in our emails, whether it's our clips on Instagram is the whole family concept. Um, you know, welcome to the pinnacle family. It's not a punchline. It's not, that's, that's how we see our people. Um, you know, I know spouses names and kids names and where they go to school and what we, you know, I, I know all these details about my clients. Um, one of the best, best quotes that I've heard is your clients don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. Um, well, so, okay. genuinely taking care of people is important to us to the point where, you know, there have been times we've had success stories that, you know, I, I've walked in the other room to tell my wife and I have tears in my eyes because we've literally changed somebody's life. Mm. And, you know, I, or I get text messages about, dude, I haven't felt this good in 20 years. Like, <clears throat> you know, I wish I did this earlier. Like my wife's happier. My kids are happier. That's the, that's why I do what I do. That's the shit that I live for yeah. is to get, you know, texts from people like that or success stories. And the best representation of that is for the first year and a half in business, I did zero marketing, like no advertising, no nothing. It was all, we were growing so fast just based on direct organic referrals. And that's the best compliment that I could get is if I take care of a client, they're like, Hey, can you take care of my mom, my brother, my sister, my best friend, you know, my buddy at work, my business partner, you get, you know, these people that <clears throat> will send you people that they care about. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to do that unless, you know, you took good care of them and they, they believe in you and what you're doing. So that's the, you know, we have, because of that, um, we have clusters of clients across the country that, you know, Kansas City is a big one just because that's where I'm from. Um, obviously, the Richmond area. <laughs> but we have a very large group of people in North Carolina. Um probably have 30 people that came from a single client that I've been working with for a long time. Shout out to Henry. Um, and then the same thing down in the Atlanta area. Uh, I have a long time client down there named Chris who sent me a number of people and they sent me a number of people and it just kind of spider webs out like that. So, you know, it's, uh, it's cool when you, you, people trust you, and they believe in what you're doing and you know in return you get to change somebody's life yeah it's it's special it's it's a very cool thing to be a part of yep and that's all we do what we do exactly i mean our sign literally says welcome home yeah. every member is a family member i know everyone's name i know their workout schedule i know 
what their snacks are. I know what their attempts are in their lifts. So people do kind of always, they kind of ask us like how we kind of did what we did because we don't necessarily have the, like the, we don't have the follower count. We don't have like the, the Instagram famous that you would, that you would normally think that people that like gym owners normally have and stuff. But honestly, it's literally just connections. We literally just, but we're genuine. We're genuine, but it's just literally the people. It's people that we have talked to and have just bef- we befriended the like important people that have helped us get here for years and have just always asked it. And they've always they've always asked. We've always asked them straight up like how and what their opinions are on certain things and that. And we always they and they always ask the same thing from us, and we always kept it straight with them, and they kept it straight with us, and. I mean, that's how it was at American Pro. We went and we literally saw CT Whitley power build. Oh yeah, and we we're like, hey, we gotta go talk to him. Like, we have to know how he built his gym to be how it is. How did he keep the culture? How did he keep the marketing? How did he get the merchandise, the lifters yeah. to go there? And that that was like, what two weeks before we even opened? Yeah, no, because we always ask, we we never asked like, I don't think we ever asked people like their individual success. We always asked them like 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 business success questions in a sense you know what i mean like we never like i would never ask like i never ask people hey how did you grow your instagram right i'm more so asked like what's the best like when it comes to like asking like content creators and stuff i'm like what is the best thing that you did that helped you like really grow your business like what was the one thing that you did that helped you took off and that you said yeah i'm gonna just run with this like what was that one thing what was that one thing you found that worked for you the best right because that's like, because you'll always, you'll always genuinely get a different answer every time. Yeah. The one thing that separates them. from Exactly. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But Sean, you hit it on the head. That was the, exactly the word that I was going to use about you guys was genuine. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's why we love you. What's going on here? And, you know, more and more of these days I realize I just want to be surrounded by a small number of good people. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Austin from Jim Flow. Well, Austin, just, yeah. He's just, he's good people, man. Yep. So, you know, I, the, you guys here at Chaos, and, I mean, even Theo across the street, pre-nutrition, mm-hmm. he's an awesome guy. You know, I, I truly just want to be surrounded by a small man. Theo still ain't been to hear you. <laughs> I see him in his van all the time. With still the ain't, out the still ain't been over here yet. I just thought about that. You know what's crazy? Like we, so I didn't know Austin before this, at all. I think Clay maybe ran into him a couple of times at Ironbuilt, but mm-hmm. it was always just like a, I saw him, didn't yeah. speak to him, nothing. Um, I thought like uh, he's he's busy doing something, especially with all the supplements, which he always was. And, even at even at Ironbuilt, he was always he was always doing he was in the back room. Whether it was Austin is somebody that's always working. Whether it is creating content, or there's working out, or whether it's just. So he got like two podcasts, he, like YouTube channels. He's, he's and he's so consistent. He's so cons- he's dialed in. He's just so consistent with everything that he's doing, and he does he doesn't miss a beat with any of his work. No, I mean like just the same. Uh, after the first time inviting him out, he connected with you guys. Yeah, and I mean he's if he's not sending us products down here to show people, he's sending an ambassador. He's showing up himself. Jimbo is everywhere. We always hear from him. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, he's. But again, it's it's genuine people that are really good at what they do. Yeah. Yep. You know, when it comes to the powerlifting scene and gym atmosphere, this place is the best. Yeah. I remember the and I, I joked about it. The first time I met Austin was here at 
you know, that meat. I walked across and I grabbed one of his tubs of pre-workout because I'm, you know, I've got a biochem degree and emphasis in pharmacology and I'm a supplement snob, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay, let's see what this guy's really about. Yeah. Like I can, I can read his ingredients list on his workout. I can tell <laughs> yeah. you whether he knows the stuff or not. And I was like, okay, I'm impressed. I like it. Yep. Oh yeah. I mean, I love Overcome and I, we love his pump product. The pump is, I no matter what pre-workout I have, I'm always putting the scoop of the pump in there. Always. Right. Always. I actually tried to overcome for the first time last night during football. We were flag football, men's flag football. I It was perfect. It was delicious. It was great. Hey, yeah. yeah. We run through the tub. Like, just daily use, yeah. workouts. Well, I did during the 10K. Like, I just put it in a camelback, and I was just sipping on it because, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get, like, a big icy machine for behind the front desk. Oh, they like over ices. Oh, that go crazy. So much for twelve dollars a cut. You and the trend coffee, you don't cut that shit out. <laughs> Man, look, I have been going through it this week. Lay off the drugs. Oh my gosh! Where no white is going to nationals, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> look at that cough. Try some of the filter next time. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, you have your person that you were going to ask. You, you go first because I feel like I don't want to. No, I'm the same no, person. Yeah, you, no, you, you should know who I have. I don't want to have the same person by accident. You you might figure me out. Just go ahead and go. All right. So I'm going to. You think he's natural. My gut feeling is no. Ah. So I showed him. I'll put a, yeah, we can put a bigger picture, but I showed him uh, Russ Wool, Russell Orhe. Um, so he is um, five, is he five time uh, 83 kg Raw National Champion and two time uh, world champion in his weight class? Um, and he, so he's, he's like a, obviously top level lifter. So he gets, he gets randomly like randomly drug tested like they he's like i'm talking like they pull up to his, he owns a gym in texas i'm talking like they pull up to him on his gym just on a random day and say yeah we're trying we're going to drug test you. yeah usapl powerlifting they have a out of like whatever the drug testing protocol is they can pull up anytime any mm -hmm. place like if you were to go out of town you're not supposed to let them know and that way in case they want to drug test you while you're out of town they can pull up with someone from that state or that area yeah I mean, it's happened here in this gym where one of our athletes got pulled. She's like, she's just trying to catch a lift, and he's like, "Hey, you need to go to the bathroom real quick." Yeah. Um, but so yeah, so he gets so he's obviously been getting drug tested for all these years, and so he's ne and that's ne a whole lot of good genetics. Never, so he's never, never been popped. But obviously, even to this day, people still think that he's he's not natural. And some of that's just crazy genetics, man. Yeah. Like that's that's like Aaron Sawyer that I mentioned. Like that's mm -hmm. that's the kind of physique he has, and you're like that guy's. Right. So you see his blood work and it's like, ah, shit. Okay. Yeah. But yeah so, yeah, people will say, like, because of his physique, so he is, um, I don't want to say, because he's probably going to put this on the internet, but he is f fairly short. He is like 5'5, five, five, something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's perfect for powerlifting because, I mean, a man squats in the high sevens, deadlifts in the high sevens, has a low four bench, like maybe 424. But, like, he looks like that. Like, he has damn near an eight pack. Pecs look like an action figure. Yeah. Like, genetics look like it played a huge key, but it's like, 
He's not gonna stop. Is he on something so that you, we don't know about? Because it is that bracket of elite he's a, athlete. He's a, he has a football background. Like he played running back and stuff in uh, high school, and um, he quit in college. But um, but yeah, so he has like the fo- he has a football background. So like he's like, I mean, I've never seen him in person, but I think from what people like this when they describe him in person, he's like really just short and stocky in a sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and so he's like our age. But he's playing up with his kind of numbers, and it's like. But again, off, off first glance, you know, he's, he doesn't think he's that whole lot of whole lot of good genetics. So you went Batman, I went Robin. Really? Yeah. Wait. So did you have him up first though? No, 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 no. So like, I thought about it, and I was like, maybe you're gonna go a different route. Right. But so he is all of six one, six two, just turned twenty one. About two hundred and ten pounds, and the boy's putting up eight hundred on squats and deads, mid four benches. Like he went to Texas, all of a sudden this is what happened. He's been in Texas for about a year now with Russell. This is Sean Mills, aka Wheeze, or is I could believe he's natural. Hmm. You think because of his frame, it holds a little better? In that case, if he was like Russ and a little bit more stocky? Yeah, he's got a different shaped frame. So, like, people do meet him. The arms and, like, thigh size is what really catches everyone. Like, it's, he's a massive guy. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a big dude. Yeah, I could be- I could believe he's natural though. To my knowledge, I don't think he played sports. I think he actually went to Penn State just as a normal student. Mm. Picked up working out, then someone found him and was like, "Hey, you're kind of strong. Like, do powerlifting." Starts winning <laughs> national championships in both junior and teen. I think. Yeah. And then now he's in Texas, and he probably will take the overall national title in his weight class. Maybe I don't know. I don't know where he ranks really. I mean, he's highly competitive. Yeah. But you say all glass, you think he's natural. Okay. I can believe it, yeah. yeah. But he, so, yeah, he lifts, he lifts for the same federation as uh, Russ Wall, but I don't think that he is that top, like, power. I mean, he is, he's fairly strong, like, in his weight class and his division, but I don't think he's, uh, like, one of those that's getting randomly drug tested as frequently as Russ Wall is. So, yeah. To me, it's all just about, like, if, like you said, if they have the compound and they have to test. I mean, there's a way to get around it. How many yeah. people are really getting around it? And would it really surprise us if some of these people actually do get around it? Truth always comes out eventually. Right. So. All it, take is, all it takes is one one chemist that wants to make some money and willing to put their morals aside. Yeah. <laughs> but. Again, I I couldn't call it either way. So who's a sports figure or someone in bodybuilding, even powerlifting, strongman, that would surprise you if they were on some type of anabolic steroid? You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> uh, I, I don't have a name off the top of my head. What if Pat Mahomes was taking it? 
He, I'd, he, I'd be surprised. He definitely took something in that AFC Championship game. You <laughs> <laughs> knew exactly what I was talking he about. Took, he Ain't took, no way he he took some illegal ass shit for that angle, yo. Did you see the Chiefs at the the White House? Yes, that was hilarious. So I watched Travis Kelsey. Oh, watched yeah, the yeah, yeah. I listened to the podcast. Nope, nope. Sorry, <laughs> I listened to the podcast as soon as they were talking about that. He's like, hey, "I'm gonna national treasure the White House office," and I'm like, "Oh God, oh my God, man, I'm gonna get thrown off stage." <laughs> That's great. They don't play, man. They don't care who you are. I mean, they let him in. So Travis Kelsey went into the White House with an expired driver's license from Ohio. He really? He's been yeah. in Missouri long enough. Yeah. Oh my god! Expired twenty eighteen license. I think they. Yeah, said. he's lost it for like, a, like a while now. He just has not just cared to get it replaced. And so they let him in. It was cool, but like as soon as he tries to touch that podium, he's like, "All right, that was all over it." Oh my god! So you don't think he's on anything at all? Again, that's the upper echelon. That's $500 million quarterback. That's a lot of money. You know, I don't. I would be surprised. He's on the limitless pill. He's on something. I don't know. Some people are just born differently, man. If only I could mimic his voice. Kermit the Frog. Boy, the frog. <laughs> no, I have nothing wrong with the Chiefs. Um, I really do like Jason and Travis Kelsey. like them together. Um, I didn't mind the Eagles either, so it was a good Super Bowl all the way around. So I, I have a question. Do you so what do you think like when it comes to is do you think that it's that drug tests draws a line to, in some sports? So do you think like some sports you don't really have to necessarily drug test as far as like looking for steroids or anything? Yeah, there's probably some you know, I don't know. So, my my thing is, my, mine is basketball. So, here's my thing. Um, I want to say it was maybe, was it this? I think it was this. Yes. Okay, so it was this year. Um, When Donovan Mitchell, when he had 70 points, and he got, he, he got drug tested literally immediately. Like, I think either immediately, like, right after the game or, like, the day after. And... That typically happens, but I don't. Again, I don't know much, but I don't know if there is possibly any way that that there's a drug out there that can make a basketball player shoot lights out. I mean, it's not that. It's it's the other stuff, the recovery. So, like the peptides, the how did you say the word before quarantine earlier? Like something that helps your cardiovascular health the entire game. Okay, but so it's not like a. He, this man got in the gym. Got Although it would be hard to grab a rebound on some 6'10", 300-pound roided out monster. That look like yes. space. <laughs> okay, that like that on stars. But that but that makes sense. But it's just another um instance happened with uh with Damian Lillard where he went on a a crazy like a crazy scoring run where he was getting like like fifty one night and sixty one night and fifty another night stuff and then like he gets drug tested. But it's just like he was getting he was getting drug tested like rapidly. Like he was getting like drug tested like twice in the same week kind of shit. And it's kind of just like what out there is it that he can take to make him shoot a basketball better? Something that we can't afford. But is it pos is it really possibly something out there that can help that? Cause to me that's I think that is just 
that's just too, that's just too much of a natural skill to really say that a drug can help you shoot better. And if so, why the fuck do I not know about it? Because damn it, the Lakers wouldn't need me. Well, you get stuff like dihexa, which we do a lot of. It's uh, it has anti dementia properties, but it's it's shown to improve memory, improve creativity. I mean, could you make the argument that something like that maybe could help hand-eye coordination? I don't know. It's, yeah. See, I knew he was new a drug, too. You're right. Which, that's why I asked that question. <laughs> you don't remember what he said, did you? No, I did, yeah. In dementia, hand-eye coordination. And what was the name of the drug? I don't remember the name of the drug. I, I, can't, I can't remember shit. And I, I wanted to ask him to spell it, but I was like, nah, I don't do it. <laughs> he's not going to yeah I mean so like soccer players don't get drug tested like that like you hear the guy really? from Man City who scored four goals in one game multiple times really yeah he I mean he broke the record this season for single scoring record see I would think in soccer they would get drug tested yeah. why recovery yeah I mean same thing as basketball it's a stellar performance they don't they just don't they also don't just don't care same thing with Strongman. Those guys, guys are on something. No shit. What was saying? <laughs> but every other sport has a protocol for it. Yeah. I mean, for like football, I mean, they were only looking for street drugs. At least mine. I don't know what your school did at that time. But like, they were only looking for street drugs. And um, occasionally they would have a uh, anabolic one. Now it's just standard. They're going to face you piss in the cup boom you'll know in like a day or two it's just so widespread these days mm-hmm. yeah. that was my question you got anything else what is what would you say is your biggest success story thus far and you're on this journey of uh, hormone optimization before before you get into this do you need tissues <laughs> Do we need no. those? <laughs> well, is a crier. <laughs> we have a we have a client in uh, North Carolina, <laughs> and so uh, I've been working with his brother for a long time, and his brother's made some outstanding outstanding improvements. I mean, just mind blowing results from the you know testosterone replacement stuff. <clears throat> but he was pushing his brother on me for a long time. His brother was hesitant. So finally got his brother signed up. And during his consult, he went through, you know, because I always ask people, like, just tell me kind of where you're at as far as your fitness journey and what you're looking to get out of treatment. And and we he went off for like an hour about his leg. He had been in several car accidents, several of which he wasn't actually in a car. Um had CRPS, chronic regional pain syndrome, his leg atrophied to like nothing. Um, talk about how he couldn't, you know, he needed to train his leg in order to reverse the atrophy and build its muscle back, but it would just destroy. He, you know, he would be in so much pain, he'd be out of commission for a week. He wouldn't be able to, you know, treat. He couldn't train it enough to build muscle tissue. But the thing that got me was. He said, my daughter has no idea what it's like to play with her dad because my leg's been broken 
for so long. So I immediately called Dr. Branscombe after his consult and I said, we have to do something about this. Like, we have to figure this out. And his brother called me at Christmas time and said, I just watched my brother walk upstairs. That's he was, Holy that's shit. huge. You know, like when we get to change somebody's life like that and give him the ability to play with his daughter and walk upstairs normally without needing serious assistance, like that's why we do what we do. That's, that just makes you want to do it over and over right. again. Yeah. So that's that's the one that I, I usually talk about just because, you know, the yeah, when he was talking about his daughter and not being able to, to play with her and not be able to run around with her and it, it definitely, you know, it pulls on your heartstrings, but just the fact that we've been able to make such a big difference, you know, I, I have... He sent me clients since then. And those clients have been like, if I hadn't watched the transformation, I would have never believed it. So, but like I said, we have a number of clients that have lost 40 or 50 pounds or more. Um, it's truly remarkable, you know, and even like some of the other stuff that we do that I haven't mentioned, like hair loss, I put together a, uh, custom hair loss medication that one of the pharmacies compounds for us, you know, and I, I have a client that sent me before and afters and I mean, he lost a bunch of weight and put on a bunch of muscle. I'm like, dude, look at your hairline. Like even your hair's improved. Everything got better. So we just, I mean, we have success stories all across the board, but when you can really affect someone's life in that way and improve it's uh it's pretty special that's incredible yeah we haven't done anything that to that effect i mean i i love watching people come in here and feel like they're a part of something way bigger than themselves yeah and like we get to watch them come in make friends go hang out with those friends train for a meet and just like today can complete that journey of doing a meet and be like if i had to meet you guys i probably wouldn't have done this yeah. It's stuff like that that's like, wow, I'm so glad I took the leap I did. I mean, there's times where it's like, Sean, what the hell did you do? <laughs> but like, I mean, no, we, you, you would not give it up for the world. No, we feel some of the times that we do. We've definitely had um, a couple of members that just come in and said that it's really just, they, it says they found like they're not necessarily their best friends, but they, they found like a certain friend group that they just, they love to be around that they didn't necessarily have before this. Um, cause I think we are so much on just like building the community and being, being together, just very supportive in that to where just a lot of these friendships are just, I guess, I think you can say now that a couple of these people, a couple, a couple of friends have been, friendships have been made to where like, yeah, that's, that's one of my best friends like right now kind of stuff. And that we've also just made I think also the biggest thing that we want to do is make just make people feel comfortable with what they're doing and that, you know, just come come here and just be yourself. You know, obviously don't be don't be a don't be a dick about it, but you know, be just be yourself and be comfortable with what you're doing and don't ever feel like you can't ask us a question because we'll we'll give you the whole we'll give you the whole book right then and there if you ask us a question about stuff like mm -hmm. whether it just be about, you know, 
a, a lift or just about uh, equipment recommendations or just like what you do on regular and just like what helps with that kind of stuff. Like we don't, we, we want to help. We want you to be able to feel as though you have like not even, not necessarily necessary knowledge, but just like the confidence to be like, okay, yeah, I can do that. And to where, okay, yeah, I feel comfortable doing that. And I want to compete because um, I think the coolest part about it is that like some people that came here and they either didn't know about powerlifting or they kind of just started to learn about it and like immediately like wanted to sign up for a meet instantly kind of which is cool like for instance um kevin kevin yeah kevin from gold or yeah or um or or uh juju the uh, juju me you yeah. know she i did um i did a um what i do a little biography thing for yeah member member spotlight i did a little member spotlight on her so it's on instagram but she talked about how like she literally started powerlifting i think like right when we opened and she was at goals for a little bit and kind of hated it and she wasn't obviously friends with kareen who's a powerlifter and like kind of like introduced the sports to her a little bit and she was a little interested and then once she found that that kareen was going to start coming here she's like okay i'll come check it out and check it out got membership loved it and then like I think a month in, she like immediately signed up for a meet. <laughs> yeah, like like it, within that, I think it was like in that within that month, she like found a coach and then immediately like, okay, yeah, I want to do a meet. And I have like the uh, the girl group that she's in. All of them were like kind of into powerlifting before, but you know they're kind of just like and they're kind of on the fence of like wanting to compete and stuff. She's just like, now nah, I want to do it, and it's like now now they're all signed up for meets. Now they, that yeah, like they kind of felt that like, well, dang, if like she can do it, then. I'm gonna do it too, kinda. And I mean she killed it her first meet and it was it was fun. And it's just, you know, t- I remember talking to her going into it. She obviously was nervous and stuff. I'm like, I mean, you, it's not necessarily nervous, but you're really just anxious. But I'm telling you that you are your road for this is so much easier than all of us when we started because all of us started kind of like in an environment where we didn't know anything about and we kind of just felt kind of like outcast outcast and kind of like alone kind of like in our bubble and stuff at our first meet but you saw us at anything we'd be in the corner by ourselves right just holding on to one power bar (laughs) like didn't really have friends that we were going that were really going to see what we were doing and didn't really know much of what we were doing but i'm telling them like you're literally going to be lifting not only in like in front of your family but also like your immediate family but also your gym family because Literally, it's in our it's in our facility. So many members that are your friends here are going to be there and supporting you to where it's honestly, it might not even feel like a meet. It's going to feel like a mock meet. It's going to feel like you're doing RP nines on every single lift, and we're all just there, just cheering you. We're all just there screaming for you and cheering you on. Exactly. It's not even going to feel like a meet. So, you're, it's just it's like we've we've set it up to for members here to where it's just. If yes, it's a meet, but it's just so it's, you feel comfortable and you don't feel like an outcast for when you're competing here. Well, I think I think you guys just based on the the atmosphere that you guys have created here. Yeah, that's the feeling that's in this gym all the time. Right, is you know well because you know powerlifting's frowned up in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. You know, how many times I've been kicked out of Planet Fitness or Lifetime Fitness or yeah. you know one of those. Yeah, big box gyms. You know what are you doing? Deadlifts. Yeah, we don't do that here. I'm like, why? Get out! Yeah. You're too loud. I tell you what, you pull this once, I'll leave. Yeah. <laughs> but 
no, you guys have created this atmosphere here. Plus, like you said, people come up to you and ask questions because you guys are genuine. Um, and it's cool being able to impact somebody like that. You know, what you guys, when you guys all left AmFam, my wife and I were like, yeah, where'd all the cool guys go? Like they just disappeared one day. What happened? So, and then, you know, obviously we found you guys here and in the process I've gotten to know you guys better. Um, but it's cool. It's cool being a part of something like that. It's cool, you know, what we get to do and, and transform and change people's lives and, you know, get people feeling their best. I mean, you want to talk about a transformation that we should address? About the What about the picture behind me of my wife? That photo shoot was done 12 weeks after giving birth to her fourth. And I, I remember sending people pictures of that, that photo shoot, and they're like, is that your wife? Yep. <laughs> Wasn't she just pregnant? Yep. <laughs> uh, okay. So, I mean, she's, I mean, she's an anomaly. You talk about yep. a hard worker and good genetics. And, but, I mean, that's, for 12 weeks, that's insane. <clears throat> So, you know, now she's squatting 270 pounds or whatever. So she's getting ready for a meat suit. <laughs> she can hop on the stage back before she goes in and to me. She could do both. She could definitely do both. You got options. Well, uh, to kind of wrap this up, tell people how they can actually find you guys, what the process kind of entails. Is it super expensive? And then what you guys kind of provide from that and, you know, other Instagram page? Yeah. So you can find us on Instagram. It's uh, Pinnacle Health Performance. Um, we usually post daily, and I, we've been posting a lot of educational content about certain medications or certain lab testing or uh, common myths with testosterone replacement. Um, our website is pinnaclehealthperformance.com. Um, you can also email us at info at pinnaclehealthperformance.com. Um, but, uh, the process is really straightforward and, uh, a lot more affordable than most people think. So we start off with comprehensive labs like we did with you. Um, our initial lab panel is 200 bucks. Um, you know, I think right now if you get it from LabCorp directly, it's, north of $900. Uh, so we do comprehensive labs. You get uh, a lab draw script in your email. You literally walk into any LabCorp location and scan the barcode at the top and they take your blood. We get results in generally four to seven days, at which point I always schedule an intake call. I'll reach out and either over the phone or via Zoom, we'll walk somebody through the labs line by line and say, hey, this is what looks good. This is what this is. This is what this does. This is what we could optimize. And we do a quick 20-minute Zoom consult with our medical director, Dr. Bransko. Shout out to Dr. Bransko because he's, you know, he's the other arm of this, you know, group. He's, uh, we're incredibly lucky to have such an amazing doctor on staff. Um, he was a teammate of mine in college and just a, brilliant guy but uh, he's a he's a good old boy from arkansas so he's I mean, just as nice as it gets so um but yeah we do a, a zoom consult with 
Dr. Branscombe and myself. It takes 20 minutes. We put together a, a plan. Everything is shipped to your doorstep. So as far as cost goes, there's the initial lab panel that's 200 There's a once-a-year physician's fee that's 225 After that, you're just responsible for the cost of um, medications and follow-up labs. So everything's based on what you're doing. We can tailor a plan to fit any budget. But um, and honestly, a lot of the, the basic stuff is very inexpensive. Um, 20 weeks of testosterone replacement is less than 300 bucks for five months worth. So, and that includes shipping and supplies and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty straightforward process. We try to make it real easy for people. You know, we, we put together a plan for them based on their labs and their goals and everything shipped to the doorstep and we get to watch the transformations happen. Pretty cool. Fantastic. Is there anyone else you'd like to shout out on this podcast before we close out? Ooh. I mean, I think I've mentioned uh, most everybody. Um, shout out to Ryan Waters, who is a owns 100 gym in, in Lee Summit, Missouri. He was basically our first partner as far as gym owners go and has probably sent us 40-something clients. So um, Ryan's a great guy. If you're ever in the KC area, you got to check his gym out. Um, again, just another genuinely good person who cares about their clients and is doing things the right way. So, um, yeah, big shout out to, uh, to Ryan. Okay. Uh, Clay, anyone? Oh, shout out. Yeah. No. All right. Well, I'm going to say thank you to all the staff that helped out today during the meet. Okay. Sure. Jacob yeah. yeah. All right, all right, all right. Sydney. Shout out the staff, shout out the members. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank you, Kadeem and Tristan, for staying here to film this podcast, and the lovely Adriana over there, freezing. Yeah. I was looking up. I I kept seeing her. Uh, like, she was wearing the shirt. I, then all of a sudden, the shirt came over the arm. I was like, what do you mean? I, I, I thought about suggesting to turn the fans off. I was like, ah, I don't know. It's okay. It's. I generally keep the thermostat set at like 64 at home. So. Oh, God. <laughs> she beats me so that's, for it. That's fine. I'm a because I like, I like I'm wearing a hoodies. Furnace. I do too. Something about shorts and a, a hooded sweatshirt. I like yeah. hooded sweatshirt, but. I mean, I'm always wearing y'all. I'm so. cool with that, but at the same time. So my thing is, when my feet are cold, I hate that. You put some socks on. Yeah, but then they got. No, but then even when I got socks on, you got to double up. And I hate that. We should. See your eye not see, we knew you were fucked up. What? Yeah. You said when you check his thyroid. Thyroid. I was I was gonna say thyroid. Yeah. It probably regulation of body temperature, that's a big thyroid. Or is also because Laurel, my girlfriend, likes to keep she if I'm not looking, she would try to put that apartment at sixty six degrees. And I'm like, absolutely not. Sixty six degrees with the fan on. He said, just take the labs, Clay. Like Absolutely ridiculous. I, I try to keep it at 65 or 64 with a fan on. Never, I, I I am literally a furnace. Adam, I'm sorry. If you ever invite me inside your house, I will politely decline. I'm terribly sorry. If, I, if, if I'm wearing a hoodie, I'll turn it up. 
Party. That's it. Yes. Hope everyone enjoyed this stellar podcast. We'll definitely have Adam back on, and next time we'll probably bring Adrian on here to also talk. Yep. You're going to get over the shyness. Yep. Alrighty. Thank you. Yep. Thanks for having me.